Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, scumbags. This is the Scummy Mummies podcast. With your hosts, Ellie Gibson and Helen Thorne. Hello and welcome to the Scummy Mummies podcast. It's me, Helen Thorne. And it's me, Ellie Gibson. And Jesus Christ, Ellie, we've got a legend in our midst. It (laughs) is, of course, Camille O'Sullivan. Sorry about that. They went up the Richter scale. That I'll say, not everyone gets gets a clap and a whoop. And and to be honest, you're the first guest who's ever whistled themselves onto the podcast. I whistled for myself in gigs too. I realised I don't even hide. I used to hide it from the audience before I'd go up stage. Now I just whistle at them because I think, come on, I was my own whistler. I like it. I like you to progress, getting an actual whistle, like a huge clown's whistle. I might just come on stage with that. Absolutely. And yes, why don't you introduce yourself, Camilo Sullivan? Who is Camille O'Sullivan. Oh my God, probably not what you see on any poster, but I am uh, an Irish uh, singer, sometimes actress and um, yeah, just uh, living in Ireland still and used to be an architect and used to do painting and basically wasn't doing anything the last two years and uh, have started singing again. So, and also as what's happening in my life, uh, getting older and uh enjoying it but also falling apart a bit and trying to enjoy that also that sounds a lot of information familiar yes <laughs> I, think, I, I think we've got enough for 40 okay, minutes sorry, I think sorry about that <laughs> no, I think, well, thanks very much for coming uh, bye and see you next time <laughs> until next time uh, no lovely no I'm so I'm so excited because I, I, I first saw you and fell in love with you on Jules Holland oh I'm my sure god so many did I was like who is this sexy Irish goddess you were you absolutely blew me away and I remember ringing up my brother John who's a I jazz know, yeah, yeah which which we just discovered that I know him well and love him very much oh that he, was so funny he will be so pleased that you've said that on a, on the internet <laughs> but I just remember going John I've just seen Camille O'Sullivan and he was just like yeah isn't she just fucking amazing and I was just so blown away and 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 you and I have I've yet to see you live because our shows are on at the same time at the Edinburgh Fringe well, so I'm very selfish Camille yeah, maybe so. after some I've always offering people to sing in the kitchen so you know maybe <laughs> We have four days left, girls. It might happen yet. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, I've seen your... Uh, we, so we're in Edinburgh, mm. which they were recording this in Edinburgh, and, and we've seen your, your lovely face and all mm. the posters around town with this sort of 
red fedora <laughs> and all this gorgeous <laughs> I mean, you're like the woman I've always dreamed of being not so, so have I so have I darling <laughs> I, that's the woman I've always dreamed to be I think what drives me a bit crazy is all the years I've come here like you know uh, realising it's not a propagandist photo but I'm always joking to the audience whatever it takes to lure you into the building yeah. and now we're going to see it and the joke this year kind of is I mean it's called Dreaming the Show I, I say to them I don't even look like the poster anymore and what's worse is they laugh but it's that nervous laugh where you know they know that <laughs> it's when I was past the tech team they were like is that you I said of course it's me I said after about six hours of makeup so what's awful is you know because even my partner said because I saw some real pictures and I was like Jesus Christ almighty I have to go to the gym I'm you know I'm going to check out surgery I was like horrified and he said no no you look like that I said Aiden it was lights it was makeup for fire but no but it is great to do it but the reality is a bit different but it is and I can hardly what's funny is like all these years I can hardly look at the posters anymore I've got this kind of thing I love looking at people's posters I'm a kind mm. of a I've always loved that I'm always like why does that poster stand out and I'm across the street and but with my own ones just a bit shy but in the same way I wouldn't have any pictures of me at home but yeah. I think maybe that's not a bad thing as a performer because you know I get like that little bit of a heart attack when I do like I, I now have to wear glasses so I can't really see what I'm doing like the makeup sometimes I say God I put a big large eyebrow on there <laughs> I just don't care anymore I'm just going out like I was sleeping in the disabled toilets yesterday that's where I made my home like I was my my piano player passed me by going I just saw something under a blanket and he says and I said that's me I'm just getting ready for the whole madness so but that's that's interesting to me what you said about you, you you're not happy necessarily because it's the fashion nowadays I think to say no I'm, I love my body and I'm happy with oh, I'm what not, I look no. like and I'm like you're not no. I'm not no I, I'm really you know I love my girl like all my girlfriends I think look amazing and that's because I love them and they and somebody said once you know if you have a great smile you're sexy and then I did a joke with like a missing tooth in it going really <laughs> and we did a few of those pictures I said to my friends do you think I look sexy now and they were like but so I know that they look great and I go is this the same madness they're going through in their heads but you know I do I mean I come my mom is French and I not that I blame her for this thing but there is a with my dad who's Irish too it was always you know to take care of yourself and stuff and I used to do all the running I am atrocious I can't exercise for my life and it was what annoys me is that I had those issues 20 years ago mm. and now I realise I was rocking it so I've told my girlfriends right when I'm 80 I know I'm rocking it now so it's like you know what I mean but it is I think you're like I am unhard myself because also none of the bloody clothes fit me anymore that's another joke in the thing it's like I'm wearing these outfits and then I turn around and show it's kind of slightly zipped up at the back now girls have chatted with me afterwards like it must be two dress sizes or something like that so of course not out of vanity but just trying I don't know your femininity trying to Mm. hold on to you know how you looked and mm. that you still have something to give. And that's maybe why I'm dressed in a Simon Le Bon gold jacket and sparkly shoes. Because I'm, you know, look, <laughs> at the sh- look at the shoes, <laughs> look at the jacket. You know, but you know, like somebody said to me the other day, you look great. You have your mother's eyes now. And I went, what does that mean? I have my mother's eyes. Yeah, what yeah. does that mean? Judgy, judgy. No, no, but you know, I do think I'd love, like, a, I'd be so supportive of my girlfriends. And a very dear friend of mine, um, a lovely guy who actually, Tina, Chris Green, who does Tina C and Ida Bar. He just said years ago, he said, Camille, 
I need to go away with me to an island once. Leave that computer at home, the internet. Stop this madness. Stop all those voices. He says, just, you know, be your best friend. And I was there, like, rocking, going, you know. And he was right. It's something, you know, I don't always share that, but maybe chatting to you, it is, you know, I do think it's important because years ago when I was doing gigs, I was probably, I love singing. I'm kind of a strange performer in the sense I'm quite nervous before on stage. So singing is where I can immerse myself. But revealing myself was terrifying. And then my girlfriend said, well, you know, because you can hear me chatting. And also it's a nightmare for an audience if I chat that much in a show. With <laughs> but I, and I tend to, like I said to you before, you know, I'm from a village and all of us, in Ireland, we do tend to joke to kind of, cover the melancholy or the darkness oh or, is that what you we, think is that famous Irish I think it is really about I think being deep down utterly miserable well <laughs> miserable and shy I think repressed yeah. we're very apologetic we're, we we laugh at ourselves before first before other people mm. do and we're very we're a country that looks out like you know America Australia England and we look at all that television understand everything and then so you can react to it very quickly and we're not like I always think we're like hobbits of the world we're kind of cute but we've also got that mad black kind of humor and and also we're quite not two-faced but we're like oh that's great she's an absolute bitch did you, <laughs> did you enjoy your meal I loved it it was the worst thing yeah. ever Trevor I'm out of here right so you know well, that's, that's brilliant the cover yeah and everybody always says oh my friend says I'm that couple you know <laughs> So anyway, it's it's that kind of thing. So what was interesting was, you know, maybe all the years of trying to be not like a sexy singer, but many, you know, in your 20s, you're like trying to be seductive and then be funny or whatever. And as time went on, you went, you know, it's not like... At stages, I go, I'm going to do it in my bloody dungarees. I'm going to do it in my boiler suit I bought. I'm going to do it in my pyjamas. At the beginning, I remember somebody saying, oh, you can't sing that song because it's a man's song. And I was like, what are you on about? What the fuck is a no, man's but, song? But you know what was I mean? it like called a... I've Got a Big Cock? Yeah. If not, fuck off. <laughs> well, actually, it was that. No, it, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was that yeah. track, yeah. It was I Have a Big Cock. <laughs> no, but... <laughs> From the so musical, you, don't, put that, ding dong. don't put that as the bloody adverse thing, whatever you do, right? That's <laughs> a that's so that by Jesus Christ yeah. I'll never be yeah, allowed yeah. back through passport control no, no, no. in Ireland <laughs> I heard what you said on the thing Rick Camille <laughs> O'Sullivan so basically years ago when I started just gigging in little cafes it was doing Brell and Kurt Vile and then it slowly led to Nick Cave and Bob Dylan and Lena Kuhn because I realised the same thing but somebody had said can't you um like sing Doris Day or can't you you know do and I was like well this is the stuff I love to do and uh, you know why are you doing Amsterdam which is a boy song and Amsterdam isn't even like it's just very you've got to be kind of feral and quite tough and angry and maybe that was a real mm. like oh my god a woman and I was like what are you on about oh, and that man, was I know coming... plenty of tough angry women but you know what I mean yeah, yeah and I have plenty of them too and they should all be singing that but <laughs> that was the beginning of realising so funny enough I, it's not on purpose I didn't end up singing women's songs I ended up singing lots of Dylan and Cave and Bowie and Radiohead and maybe it was because it was easier to take those songs and make them kind of slightly emotional or or be ferocious in them and be rocky or be very vulnerable. Whereas you take a woman's song, you sound maybe that you're being a tribute or you sound like them. Yes. Or do you know what I mean? You're never yeah. going you to sound get, like... Whereas there's something in their song you go like, you know... This is that, a proper reinterpretation. Yeah. You're not just sort of replicating. And you yeah. and also it flips things on the head that you, you know, I don't know, like some... I, I think Irish people are good at having the drink and letting go, but it's the after 
sitting by yourself going oh my god I can't believe I did that to Auntie Maureen at the party or whatever do you know what I mean and I <laughs> the go voices, and the so voices. the voices there's, I have 20 voices up there and they've voices. all got different accents they're from Northern Ireland Cork you name it going, she was shy tonight she wasn't that bad actually I say a doctor <laughs> I have and they say you're absolutely screwed and also I have I have this stupid bloody thing which I do see a doctor about uh, which I have a problem with opening emails and I have a problem with answering oh, really? the phone what do you since mean? I've been little with with con- with, with, with responding cont- to with con- because opening. when we're talking now you're always a very yeah you're happy to I can't chat. open I, I have probably well I'm not bad maybe it's 2000 at the moment but I went to people because I it's not even it's a really weird thing and you know take it on board ladies and gentlemen I can't believe I'm sharing this but it's I can't work it out and I don't know if it's because I received nasty kind of emails before which you do as a performer uh, sometimes yeah, yeah. but it, I, I know that when I was little we used to never answer the door and we'd be behind the curtain and it was probably because my father was being chased for tax or something because I do remember him jumping over walls and stuff and we're like he's gone for three weeks Um, but there was that thing of not answering phones but definitely not even not not just work, like people who might be offering me a job or my best, or like really good friends. Mm. So it's a real problem. And I mentioned it to the doctor, I go, is any, anybody else? He said, I've never heard of it before, Camilla. And I'm like dying going, this isn't so bad. So it's a really weird thing as a performer. Like I remember I, I loved singing growing up. It wasn't something I wanted to do. I just loved it. But I didn't want to do it in front of an audience. And then my sister reminded me, she said, you know, probably from the age of five to seven, you used to have your eyes closed kind of because you were, it was your way of thinking people couldn't see you. And mm. you did it for two years. So it's, and my Fuck own me, daughter you must have just is bumped a bit, into shit. Yeah. I did bump into shit and every, all the time. You know what I mean? But I think a lot of people don't realise that. Like, I don't know what it's like to be a comedian. But, you know, I think people sometimes go, oh, you've got to, you gotta love being up there, and you go. Well, sometimes it's just a mad, mad vocation, and for mm. and possibly therapy in its own little strange way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Go, and and sometimes I say it's it's not a career; it's a compulsion. Yeah. It's it's an addiction. Yeah. I'm like, I need another big joke. I need to write another yeah. thing. You know. And I love I love connecting with yeah. people on that in that way, and I love that the hour that Ellie and I will have with a group of women yeah. will make them feel better or at least hopefully. get them out. yes ideally. Well, well hopefully <laughs> exactly the intention is that they, they'll have a laugh they'll release they'll connect with us they'll connect with the things that we're talking about and that's and that's addictive yeah. absolutely well and that's I, when yeah. you were telling me that you started the podcast like nine years ago and it was to give that avenue for people you, you know I know that sounds weird for people like I kind of I thought to myself I might go to I'm not a religious person, but I thought I might sit in a church after this because I just need to sit in a place. Mm. And I sometimes wander into churches when there's ceremonies because I like being around people. Like, I know some people might think it's an act when you say thank you so much for being here, but they're around you. You want to cuddle people because generally people are lovely people. And they're going through through shit. And and, and that empathy, that you realise oh, you're up here doing here, and hopefully that's making something happen. It is lovely to be on stage and to be able to express yourself. Mm. But as the years went past, I mean, people have made ponchos for my daughter. Sent people, <laughs> made, you know, that's the title of an Edinburgh. Made me. People made ponchos for my daughter yeah. by Camilo Sullivan. Well, the other one I love is cats and kimonos, but that's because my daughter is over it. She said, you can buy kimonos for cats. And I thought, that's a name and that. I mean, the name Dreaming, I say to the audience, look, you're here, it's wonderful. The name is there, but really it should be called The Wheels Are Coming Off or I don't have a fucking clue what's going on. And I never <laughs> did. 
Oh, I mean, it never meant like somebody said, you're very funny this year. And I said, that's because I'm falling apart. Well, that's my, my, so my, my question is though. So yeah, so you're like the similar sort of generation of us mm. that we're in the middle of our yep. lives. Yep. And as you say yourself, you've got various ish, shits. You've got shit yep. to deal with. You've got this fucking email shit. And yep. then you've got the performance. All I can't believe shit. I shared that. But anyway, maybe no, somebody out you. there gets it. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But there's lots of people who won't answer the phone or yeah, you yeah, can yeah. only text and all that. Stuff. That's, yeah. very, that's very yeah. common. No, yeah. I did go through midlife crisis waking up one time in my bed going oh my god is this is it over is it the beginning is it the middle is this the end and I felt it was the end and that really really shook me like I woke up and I went okay I won't be an astronaut and it was never going to be anyway but I always had this thing as a, I'm very childlike in my outlook and I think for any friend I think the possibilities are endless I always tell my friends who I knew from architecture because they were like oh I don't know if I want to do it I said go off and live in Italy and go off and, and then it was the first time I went maybe that's not possible anymore and that, I really got upset and then I had to go and read some other older women or the people who have got the pink hair of New York they did the films about I went no look we can all do that we still mm. yeah, the opportunities are there yeah, but, yeah. but the I, notion I of change to be when I was a little girl but I'm optimistic that by the time it I'm at 80 be. space travel is just going to be like you know getting you a Ryanair flight to Belfast okay so you can, you'll be the person <laughs> driving us I can't wait excellent, I'll be, excellent. no but I mean I'm just happy the to do the you, teas and coffees to be honest no well I suppose it was the same like I suppose I don't know about you but how you know like how does one become a comedian or how does one become a singer how does one go to Edinburgh like how do you know I sit back I don't know if you do that like mm. go how the hell did I get to here I think what was weird during lockdown was do you stay doing that even though it's everything to you or do you just go off and do something completely different so that was just I think I think I had probably going through a midlife crisis for probably for 10 years and it was just sometimes you 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 can ride through it I, I do need like I, I joke to the audience sometimes I said if you're you know if you're suffering from a bit of depression or you think your life's falling apart I bet you feel better now and they laugh nervously I said mm-hmm. who do I have to look at so I suppose some of the things you say on stage when you're nervous are you know what's funny if you came over to Ireland now and I you say oh is this how like a lot of people chatter away and there's a lot of shy talking but then there's a gold nugget in there Mm. of some wise piece of information in the midst of the madness I think uh, through shyness and that that's why there is the bit of drink taken that's my view on it mm. and um, I think sometimes all the joking comes there Not I'm a singer but when I hear them uh, there is a way of talking in Irish too like when you translate from an Irish uh, it's quite poetic when you switch from Irish to English the direct translation and uh, it's never direct it's always danced around mm. so that's why when you're with Irish people you think you're always with funny you know, mm. it's always like oh my god like, yeah. in a good way um, and my mum said a funny thing she said I'm so glad you weren't completely French as a singer because you'd be too serious into yourself mm. at least you have that kind of like self-depreciation and a bit of the black humour yeah yeah yeah. and I think, I think and good... you can't stop talking she said you're a pity you're not enigmatic like me you talk too much like daddy <laughs> Sorry, sorry about that. And please, I will shut up. No, no, sorry, you need to no, shut up my, and smoke more. Look at my big voice. I can <laughs> no, see no, it on good. the scale. Sorry, but I, I think you know, good comedy and good art. You know, good songs come from pain. Absolutely, and, and that and that's what we've all experienced yeah. in the last couple of years. And yeah. I think you know, I I went through um, a divorce. Did you? Don't have to mention it. Look, it's, it's when did that happen? Uh, th- I, I separated three weeks before lockdown. Holy! So Jesus. I went. In, I went into the darkness and lockdown. But I thought that was a really good time to, because I was locked away with 
my children. God. And, and oh my and, god! But nowhere to go to. No, no hugs. No, no one. Oh God! That would no. Dream. That yeah. would have driven me mad not to be able to be near friends at that stage. Yeah. So Ellie could come and knock on the door. Well, that's good. And leave a lasagna. Oh, God. And then she that's ran so back. Of you. She ran. I'm back. a very good person, Camille. No, I can tell. Yeah, with yeah, the no, two girls. yeah, inherently. Um, but, 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 but also Ellie and I now joke it like it was a gift it was great that my my ex-husband fucked a psychopath because um, it, it, it gave us you know a connection to this yeah. amazing community of single parents yeah. you know I wrote a book about it you know I, I, I never stopped talking about wow. it but, uh, but but the pain and, and that and that sort of recovery and there's a great line yeah. by the comedian Hannah Gadsby there yeah. is nothing stronger than a broken woman put back together again Listen, I think it's true. I mean, I used to think I was a better singer when I was falling apart in the sense mm. of the climb back up. Yeah. Because it's... It, well, you have to be strong. I don't know. I, lots of male friends too, but my female friends were... They gather, like they say, a, a village uh, rares a child. A village also bloody protects... You know, it's amazing how your friends can hold you. And I felt so lucky in the situations like myself. I went through something similar. And it was, it's just, uh, at the time, it was like you feel like you're falling apart. I remember opening up, like, of all, like, and it was quite funny at the time, like, I was in, um, uh, what's the equivalent of I always call it Withsmith but it's W Hate Smith for like 10 years oh, was, Smith. calling it Withsmith like and people went Camille like I, there's so many English things I get wrong <laughs> that's what and we're calling it forever from no now. but you know it's terrible and I'd ask them where's Withsmith and they're like I have no clue what you're saying and so basically I'm in this place with like 12 books of like why a man doesn't love a woman why are you falling apart and they're mad like I'm talking about stacked with my head behind it mm. somebody comes up Camille I'm your biggest fan and I'm like oh, it's so great to meet you I'm buying these for a good friend of mine she's going through a kind of a breakdown <laughs> <laughs> and all the books are like falling apart in your life I couldn't and the tears down the face oh, so no. anyway I mean I joke about it but I sat there and my poor parents and my poor friends and I didn't and I had the little baby who I adore who's nine now but you know the little eyes looking at you and going I can't be what you need me to be because mm. I'm falling apart and then sitting reading and reading and reading and then the and and, and thinking you'll never get through the mist mm. And yet, and then my wonderful friend from Australia came to visit and my friend, you know, they could all be there and surround me and my mum, who was so good uh, being there every day. And and this book, um, it was a Buddhist book or something. And uh, I just went, uh, you have to accept where you are. And I was, it was like, you know, you accept the situation. Mm. And when I hit those kind of, it's not as traumatic but when you hit those marks again it did help because you go yes I mightn't say in your career I'm, it mightn't be going exactly the way they wanted I don't look the way I would like anymore I did accept it and this relationship because I didn't know how to climb back to even talk again mm. you know and connect with the partner or you know mm. so that did kind of go well this is what it is mm. and and you can't look for anything outside of anybody but yourself you're looking for someone to make that better or get an apology and it ain't going to happen no. so and it's so painful because you go I deserve that but in the end everybody has their own madness they're going through who knows why they people hurt other people or mm. do things 
and so sometimes they are just ourselves just to say but uh, yeah. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> but not They're but right not in the case of my lovely uh, co-parenting partner no. who's a wonderful man who loves his daughter so much excellent but, excellent. But, absolutely wasn't but that they know <laughs> no but they're wasn't they... talking about Camille's ex-partner <laughs> but, what was, but what was funny was I'm quite probably I would say I've been a needy enough person and my partner jokes now when with says the cat's needy you're needy you know your daughter's needy but I remember like always messing up in regard of romance because I'm quite a romantic person but really naive and so I'd always dress up and try to be oh is this how you should be or oh that's funny or whatever and then I was like I don't care anymore I will wear my hair backwards I mightn't put lipstick on I will you know and it was so liberating because I got I got like I was doing a gig we ended up three weeks after I uh, you know the whole thing of breaking up and the baby was three weeks old was uh, do you want to come to Meltdown to sing with Yoko Ono on stage and I was like I think I'm having a breakdown, but you know what? I do want to go and sing with the Oko and on stage. <laughs> you know, if I if I'm going to finish it off in a big way, I'm going to do it on stage with her. Yeah, so you know, I won't do anything crazy, but this may be the night, ladies and gentlemen. So I go over. <laughs> I'm I don't I don't know the whole thing about you know the breast thing and a baby calling and mm. all that stuff that happens. I, ladies and gentlemen, who are women, who you you might understand kind of what I'm alluding to, but. Um, there was that whole thing of uh, children calling and your body responding. Mm. And the, some of the guys who were fathers were laughing when I got off the plane. But anyway, it was amazing. I was like completely crazy. And I was looking at her going, I can't believe she's there. And then Sean Lennon was like, I love your style. And I love it. And I was like, he loves my style. I'm mad. I, but I had gold <laughs> boots and a, a black, my 16-year-old... I started dressing like I did when I was 16. I kind of went to this crazy thing of back into my parents' house. I'll find that I will dress like David Bowie again. I will not wear black trousers and be like going to an office every day. And nothing wrong with that, but I said like... A big black cloak so anyway I ended up like he said come in my mother hates me what drinking whiskey we'll go into this like <laughs> cupboard here and I was like fantastic and, and <laughs> she's been and in a cupboard with Sean Lennon it was another show it was brilliant but show. also what it was worse was Patty Smith who I'm a big fan of like when I was going up I couldn't believe I'd sung my thing uh, and uh the elevator was there and all I saw was I'd press the button and I saw Patty Smith's face not looking too happy with the doors closing I was like <laughs> just went up going that's it you'll never talk to me again <laughs> so anyway that was it and then my own partner uh, about three months later we were doing a, a show for this amazing guy Philip Chevron and I've been very lucky I think as a person with people who've kind of been very kind and you know I was never sure to be a singer and they he was a very like it was like an, he was so supportive here and you always think of little people on your way it just took one person to go yeah I think you got something and you go wow because if I hadn't had you I'd probably still be doing mm. this thing and then I got a message from my own partner going uh, who's now was just like hi I saw you sing on the side of stage we'd like to go for a coffee and I was like actor Mm-hmm. no way not a musician not a comedian like I was really yeah. off everybody I want going, an estate agent yeah. yes, I, I want, want something normal yeah. down to earth so anyway so I didn't answer and I didn't know what to say yes I'd love to meet you I have a baby no I don't know how to answer that I have a baby you know I'd love to meet no I can't say anything at all so I went off and then I asked a few friends and they said well he's really I mean he's he's nasty and he's like oh, Jesus you know me he says no have you seen the stuff he did on TV I said he's a bloody actor what do you expect so <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) went by and about I'd see him every now and again and my heart would go (gasps) 
And then I go, like that. And anyway, three months went by and I just answered him. I said, I'm very sorry that I didn't answer you about the coffee. Maybe sometime in the future, but not yet. And then he cheekily, like a year and a half later, he said, uh, he wrote to me again. And he said, would you like to be in a film where I become a woman? And then I said, yeah, yeah. And then about a week later, and then I get together with a woman and I was going you're really chancing your arm here. Like, is that how you're, you know? Yeah. But he said, no, I, I wasn't at all. Yeah. So it was a long courtship anyway. But it, what was interesting as a woman is I didn't do my hair. I didn't do, I didn't care. I wasn't needy because I was like, I couldn't after that. Care. Well, because I thought for me, and I talked to another girl recently, a lovely girl mm. who went through the same and she has just gone engaged last week because we were chatting about this to a, a guy I know. And um, she said she thought it was just going to be her and the baby. And that's the same. I thought, well, it's just her and I now. Mm. But the loveliest thing, what happened, because I was very like protective of my daughter in that regard, being such a little one. He just said, look, I know she means the world to you. So we'll do everything together. We'll meet together. You know, we weren't going to bars like and bringing her there. It was like, we'll bring the travel cup. We'll go to the park. And I was like you know cha-ching mm, I just yeah. thought that was the nicest thing yeah, compassion do you know what I mean yeah. um, I don't even know why I'm saying this I think I'm do you know what you girls are so lovely and you've uh, it's just it's true you've made me think I'm on some night out and having a chat with you but I'm oh, sharing oh, with everybody oh, that's really oh Jesus but I'm so I never say this stuff so I'm feeling too relaxed for my own good oh, oh, <laughs> oh no, come, come on in come in look what in. they do to you they lure you with their loveliness <laughs> they've got the best looks on them and the nails and everything. <laughs> like, yeah. um, but I want to go back to your thing about so you're, you're having like all the, you've got all this stuff the voices in the head mm. and the emails yep. and all this stuff so with all this stuff yep. do you is it about right well I, I want to fix all this stuff and I've and I've got to do better I've got to change mm. or is it about um, accepting that this is who Camille is this is who I am and this is just stuff I, that I'm going to live with and me and everybody else maybe has to go well that's what this fucking is yeah. you know mm. well that's I think that's what, oh God, that's what I think when I'm climbing up on stage every night. I think it's a funny thing. My life sometimes was more on stage than it is in my my own life. Like I can't sing in a party. I can't sing for my parents. I can only do it on stage because that's a safe place for me, which is a weird thing to say because it's a spotlight. As long as I don't see anybody falling asleep or looking at their watch or whatever. So it for me, it... When I had the tears off, I was like, who the... It was a shock. I, I didn't want to really meet me because I was happily touring, keeping the ball rolling. And I knew the moment I stopped to climb back on that horse was going to be the hardest thing. Because if I have... Like a friend of mine said, you're a bit of an introvert expert. You're just quite happy to be with it. Like, I loved being by myself. I loved just being by myself. And, the, you know, I felt so terrible for what people were going through. But as personally for myself, to not gig and know that I didn't have to was just such a relief. I started pottering and sewing and trying to do hula hooping and then drinking my head off and all that stuff. Fixing myself was... I suppose like what you said, the same thing. I like when I got started singing, I never thought of it. I, I started late enough. So, you know, twenty I was doing it on and off, but when I went for it, it was probably twenty seven and twenty eight. So I was it wasn't like, hey, I'm gonna be a pop star. I remember seeing somebody who was uh, this amazing woman, Agnes Burnell, who was seventy something and thinking, Wow, she's amazing, she's so captivating. It's not about sexuality now, but she's got something so uh, incredible as a storyteller 
And my sister was like, what are you doing? Because I had a car accident and that's what made me switch from going into a singer. And she said, I thought you want to be a painter. That's what you were doing. <laughs> yeah. And so the singing was a way of like, if I couldn't express myself in my own life, which I found very hard, which is maybe what the email's about, maybe this was the good place to do it. And then audiences happened. And even my parents were very sweet, like, we think you're great, but maybe you're not, because we're mummy and daddy. And then my mum went, who are these people? So slowly, you know, and I was surprised. I was like, God, people want to see this. And Edinburgh was a surprise to me, because I thought nobody will want to see this. And suddenly, bit by bit, you realise, oh, I have a chance or a right to be here. And then time goes on, and you go, right, what's it about? Now, why do you go up now? So you go up now to sing because uh, you love it and it's joyful can you fix the person you've come I think it's 50-50 I think accept all the madness be with people who are really lovely don't waste your time with people who are shits and really care for those people because that was the thing I think I miss when touring was my really close friends I haven't really learned how to care for myself in that regard and that's not great for my daughter which I realise because if mummy is sorted as they say mm. or so you that's what they tell you the oxygen you know, mask yes because yeah. yeah. I did we had to kind of do a co-parenting therapy session and she said we fixed the little Camille first and I was like how long do we have we could be here for a long time <laughs> so it's and also being I think a lot of performers I think are singers at least are childlike so it's that thing which is good which I think everybody I would love to hold on to it um, just a little bit more so don't lose that part but I think the I do need to hit myself in the head for the criticism or the like which is a very Irish thing too though like I apologise a lot and I said you know people at this age and Virgil who works with me go no no Camille I'm fine it's just you and I was going what do you mean it's just me I thought everybody our age he says no just you and that was like, I was like, oh, my God. So but I love I you've do- just said that you need to hit yourself in the head for criticising yourself And did much. it again. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but you're, I not do. Criti- you're now criticising yourself for criticising Self-size- yourself. Well, it, I don't yeah. know. Like, I don't, like, I've done it with everything. It wouldn't even have mattered if I was a performer. I need basically a drink every second night to get through it. That's what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> if the truth be told, I'm not sure if I'm getting... It's I don't every know. second night. Yeah. Yeah. We, 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 we didn't drink yesterday, which was the first time in the whole festival so it was the first time in like two years for me I don't think I bet we've ever had a night at Edinburgh where I've not had a glass of wine at least would you be hard on yourselves coming up or you're good being comedians is hard oh it's you know we're we're very lucky in that we've we've got each other and and so there's someone else who's going through literally I imagine it's not the same but I I wonder if it's a bit like Mm. being a twin when I've talked to twins they're like you know you've Mm. always got kind of someone there who's having the same experience as you and and I think that's that we're very lucky in that yeah it's uh, definitely like because with a band you'd never like with a girl with a band it's a nightmare like they're lovely but you're married and divorced to them all the time it's Mm. and it changes all the time Oh, look at Fleetwood Mac. I mean, good Oh, my Jesus. Yeah. Well, or Metallica. Like, as I said the other day to Fergal, I said, we need a therapist. That's how it's going to work. And he laughed. And then my partner said, well, Metallica brought their therapist on tour. Mm. And I was going... You know, it's a real spinal tap moment. <laughs> Thinking, film. Could they, my therapist, also be the light sound person, the peaceable who do merchandise? <laughs> this Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. 
Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It is time for the Scummy Mummy Confessions. Right. Now, uh, we'll give you a minute to think, Camille. I'm going to share, I would love to share, if that's right, the confession that we had at the show yes. last night. Yeah, it which was we had. I hope she won't mind me sharing it on the podcast. I'll bleep her name if she does. I did an Instagram post about oh, it fine, already, fine. so it's fine. Uh, we had the lovely Kylie from the Egg Community, which is a fantastic uh, mums organisation up here in Edinburgh, and they've been very supportive of, this, of the show, so massive shout out to Egg. If you're in Edinburgh, definitely find them and follow them. They're brilliant. And, and we had our Queen last night of the show happened to be we didn't actually know it was her we didn't we've not seen her before yeah. mm. so our queen of the show last night was kylie and um, so her confession was she used to go to a fancy gym where the saracens rugby club used to go and one day she saw some of the saracens training you know so she started doing some very vigorous cycling on the floor just in her leggings you know she and was, uh, she, she was got, lying on her back and she was cycling yeah. her legs in the air and she got quite the crowd so she started doing some extra moves she said didn't she like yeah you know, the sort of round of the yoga moves and all of that and then she sort of did a sort of sit up leant forwards and noticed that her leggings had split open at the crotch and she wasn't wearing any knickers and she was exposing her fanny to the saracens and this is her words not mine no and it looked like a burst couch a burst oh my god (laughs) i would say we've all done it but I have never. I don't think I've ever not worn knickers. To no, the gym. I, I do like. I do like having extra an a extra gusset yeah, nice between liner. me because it gets sweaty down there. Double and also, there, are, there is a higher risk of a little pee. Yeah, when you're doing yeah. the jump. <laughs> So thank you so much, Kylie. You, honestly, you made the show last night, mate. Funnier than anything. And, and we the rugby team's day. Yeah. If you put that in a sitcom, but you know, we'll know not, I'm not listen to me, like uh, Kylie. You you destroyed me because I can't think of anything. Like <laughs> <that>. <laughs> I'm trying to think. My life is bad enough, but I'm not. Um, I, I have a confession. Okay, um, good. Last night on stage. Um, so part of the show is that we have these scummy mummy confessions. Yeah. Everyone in the audience writes a card, and then so I was running around and collecting the cards. So Ellie reads through them. And I let a real stinker go, like Brilliant. a really fart. You looked at somebody else going, oh, nasty, nasty, nasty fart. And then Ellie's dad came on stage and he went, oh, no. Like, <laughs> I, repulsed, no. I repulsed Ellie's dad. 
Well, they knew it was you. You should have pointed at somebody else and oh, just gone no. like that. He, he, was, he really looked... In, what oh, was your dad doing on stage? Oh, he, So yeah. my dad is an old comedian. He used to come up here in like the early 80s wow. and do stuff. And now he's That's 75 amazing. and he's our roadie. So he no way. And he does stuff for So, us. yeah, Jim is a roadie. He says somewhere, Dad! Jesus, leave your father. Come here to me. Mm. So, Camille, yeah. where can people follow you? What do you want to plug? All of that. Oh my God, what do I want to plug? Well, uh, well, I suppose my website, uh, which I'm trying to update at the moment, <laughs> no useless information. So, www.camilleosullivan.com. Uh, there's CDs uh, of all the past of Nick Cave and Brill and Waits and Bowie, um, and there's also we're doing the London uh, Union Chapel. Islington oh, on the 18th beautiful. of November which is beautiful we light that with candles a beautiful old church and it always is such a kind of magical venue to play and then we do the 26th of November um, in the Olympia and Dublin Theatre which is also one of my favourite venues um, amazing um, so that's that and then I'll you know come back and uh do my next, I don't know, confession. I'm going to be going to the. I'm not even Catholic, and I'll be going down to do a confession. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to church. I mean, a lot of people turn to religion after hanging out with us. <laughs> Honestly, Camille, it's been so lovely thank to have you, you so on the podcast. Much. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing and thank you for chatting and just being hilarious. Lovely to have oh, you. Listen, to meet you. And I'll give you another whistle. A whistle. Oh, go oh on. you go on. Go on. Well, finish. Right. Just wait. We'll blow. You'll get your father, Jim, up. Just one second. All right. Wait. I'll say. I'll say until next time, which I always say okay. then, and then you do the whistle. Are you okay. ready? Until next time, bye bye. Ah. Yeah. Oh, oh my god, wait. Oh my god. Yeah. There's a thousand dogs coming over the hill. <laughs> well, look, I mean, we've gone deep, team. We've Sorry, is that too much? No, I love it. I love no, it, mate. Yes. Love this a bit of existential I, chat. I'm going to be like in a few hours' time. I'll be having a gin and tonic, ladies and gentlemen. With Jesus, why did I say all this? No, no, no. no feel confident. Fine. Feel confident. Feel confident. Yeah. Own it. Own it. Put your girl pants on. Yes, yes exactly. And she just did it. <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, here there. Oh, that's the sound. My girl pants. That is the sound of Camille's pants, which means it's you time. You didn't think it was gone, Jesus. No, no the klaxon sound. Oh, Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.